online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really fun first hour. We had Mike Martin on our regular Wednesday guest. We talked about a little bit of everything and uh, just had a really good time with him. But making his debut, yes, it only took, let me see, 893 shows for you to join us here. Uh, or actually, this is show eight or episode 894. It's Leo Lockhart joining us here. Leo, welcome to the Brian Hanks Show, my friend. Thanks, you, Brian. Glad to be here. I got to tell you, one of the neat things of doing the show is uh, you're, you're a faithful listener, and I appreciate that. But I'll, I'll say something and... You know, and I don't even, you know, a lot of times I'll be sitting here, Leo, and I'll be thinking, you know, I'm just kind of talking to myself or whatever, but you'll chime in and you'll, you'll send me a text and correct me on something or helping me with something. Dude, I appreciate that. I'm telling you, man, I've got a, you know, we've got a little group of people who do that between Greg Clemens and Forrest Dawson and Pam Sheffield and Keith Spence and all those guys. And you're, you're one of those. I, I consider you one of our faithful eight or nine listeners. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to jump into this. And like I said, we are, I tell you what, in about two or three minutes, we are going to call Ty Eason and cool. uh, talk a little bit about, to, uh, about the uh, second round of the American Legion playoffs. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you, why don't we go ahead and do that now and go okay. ahead and get that knocked out of the way. Then we won't be interrupting as we're doing our interview with you. What do you think? Cool. Tell you what, while we do that, uh, let me thank our good friends over at uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. Uh, with a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We don't have one big interview for you. We've got two. I got Leo Lockhart sitting across from me and on our Spence Automotive guest line right now, Ty Eason. The head baseball coach of uh, that American Legion Post 43 team that begins the second round of the state playoffs today. How are you doing this morning, coach? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. I got to tell you, before we jump into uh, uh, previewing tonight's game and all that, coach, I want to give you an opportunity to, to brag on this guest who is sitting across from me right now. Uh, Leo Lockhart. I mean, you, I know you have to remember him from your high school days and now on, in your coaching days too. brag on Leo a, a little bit and tell everybody what it's like when you see him walk onto the field in, in his uh, umpire gear. Uh, me and Leo go back a long time and it's even further than what my high school career would be. I can remember when he used to work at Sportsman's World back in the day when it All was right. in town. Okay. <laughs> and, um, Every time I see him um, in the umpiring gear, I know we're going to have a good ball game. Um, he's going to be very fair. He's going to take care. He's going to control the game very well. Um, and and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to work with him when, when um, we get a chance to have him in the field or behind the plate. Well, he gave me some breaking news this morning, too. Guess who's calling your game tomorrow night at Kinston High School? Hey, that sounds really good. I like that. If, 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 if I didn't get what you're putting down. There you go. He and Chris Riddle. Tell you what, okay. you, you get Leo Lockhart and Chris Riddle on the field, you know you're going to have a – now, you know I'm setting you up here, right, Leo? Because yes. we're talking about how good – and then you're going to by accident miss a couple of calls tomorrow, and then Coach Easton's going to be like, come on, Leo, I was just bragging about you on the radio yesterday. But you, when you have him and Chris, you know you're going to have a good game, don't you, dude? Oh, yeah, 100%. That is awesome. Uh, Leo, I want to give you a chance to talk about this young man who you and I have both watched grow up at, you know, at the at the right knee of uh, the great Troy Eason down in South Lenore. And it's uh, he and now, now uh, Coach e, this Coach Eason, Coach Ty Eason and I, we've had a chance to talk about this before, but I, I have. I mean, I got here in 02, so I've watched him literally grow up, you know, from 
being, uh, you know, in the dugout with his dad, to then actually playing for South Norn, representing South Norn, now getting to watch him coach American Legion <clears throat> post-43. It's been a pretty good journey watching this young man, hasn't it, Leo? Absolutely. Um, he's a split image of his father. Um, he coaches just like his dad. Um, he rarely ever says anything to the umpires. Um, he's very first class. Mm-hmm. He never goes over the edge of asking them a legitimate question. But you got to have respect for coaches like that now. Uh, that's all. And there's, and in 2023, there's not a whole lot of them out there, Absolutely are there, uh, Leo? Absolutely not. Wow. Yep. Well, uh, Coach Easton, we're not going to keep you an awful long time, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, just uh, brag on your team of first round, two games to one victory <laughs> over Wilson in the first round of the uh, American Legion playoffs. What were the keys to the victory there, Coach? Um, persistence is the number one thing. Um, when you look at game one spread out over three locations, three different days, um, you know, playing it two innings at a time, um, <laughs> there ain't no other, other way to describe it. Um, you know, I, I felt like everybody that we had stayed engaged for all three days. Um, really we had a, a fourth day, um, but we didn't get anything, um, for the series on that, on that day. So, um, all in all, I, I just got to credit my guys for showing up, um, and that's the biggest thing. Well, a big uh, a big series here in front of you that begins tonight at Pitt Community College as you'll be taking on uh, the Pitt Legion team. And a best of five, it starts tonight. Uh, I know I just asked you keys to the victory in that first round, but, I mean, you've seen this Pitt team, I guess, two or three times now this year. Tell Give us a little preview of them, Coach. Um, they're going to play very clean baseball. Um, they're going to hit the ball very well. Um, if, if you hit the ball in the air against them, they're going to track it down. Um, I think that we might have an opportunity to, to gain some ground with our arms. Uh, we've got a lot of arms with the 11 or 12 guys that we're going to have there. Um, so I, I do feel confident that our arms are going to be a big factor in moving forward. Um, it just depends on if our bats show up. If our bats show up and match theirs, I think we've got a good chance. Um, so, but we got to take it one inning at a time, really one pitch at a time, and um, we'll we'll see who 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 gets lucky enough to advance. I love it, absolutely, Leo. I I've, I said I want you to ask Coach a question. You're going to help me interview him here this morning. Sure. Um, <clears throat> how do you feel about the rule changes during regular season to postseason? How does that fit into your coaching style? Um, it, you know, it's a huge change. Um, you know, with the a lot of the rule changes like no reentry and um, the dual participation rule, all those things have really put a put a, a, a new standard on the way we coach um, because we've got to be strategic in every decision you make. Um, you know, you can't pinch run for somebody early in the game to get the first run across. Um, you can't you, you can't think about, I, I need this, I need a pinch hit right here, even though I need an, another guy, that same guy, in, in defensively in the game um, for the rest of the game. You know, our roster got knocked from 17 to, I think, 12 with injuries and the dual participation. Um, you know, if guys started started playing in, a, in another organized league, um, whether it be Babe Ruth or Dynamic or Perfect Game, um, if they chose to play there in front of some scouts or with their with their local teams, um, that gave us a that gave us a big hit, um, losing some quality players. Um, so really, we're we're left with a lot of pitchers only um, on our roster um, moving forward, and and it, it really it really hurt us, you know. But we're going to show up and, and do the best we can with the eleven or twelve that we've got. Um, and you know, life gets in the way too because of those eleven or twelve, we've got two or three that are working. Um, so leaving their landscaping jobs or their AAA jobs or, or whatever, and coming straight to a ball field. I mean, this is making grown men out of out of teenagers. That is all, man. What a great question there, Leo. I, I didn't realize there had been that many uh, rule changes coming yeah. into this year. The state rule, the playoff rules are totally different from the regular season rules in Legion baseball. I I had no idea. I appreciate that. Well, Coach Easton, I tell you what, well, I'll let you go on this. I know tonight. I, I'm a, I think it's a seven o'clock start. It's a seven o'clock start tomorrow. Is that the way it's going to be over the uh, this series? Is game one. <laughs> there at Pitt. Game two here at Kenson. Game three back at Pitt. Is that the way it's going to be, Coach? Yes. That's going to be the way it is unless we get some unfortunate weather. Hey, we don't need any more unfortunate <laughs> weather, Coach. 
<laughs> You're correct on that. Well, very good. Well, listen, uh, good luck. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And I thank you to you too, Leo, for uh, uh, giving up a couple minutes of uh, your interview with us. Because I, I really wanted to get him on here and to talk a little bit about it as they're going into their second round of the series. Cool. Coach, congratulations, sir. And I hope to see you tomorrow night, okay? Thank you. And thank you too, Leo. No problem. There you go. That's right, Ty we'll Eason. See, see, Coach, that's Ty Eason, the head uh, baseball coach for American Legion Post 43. And it is. You and I are men of a certain gender. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 53. Okay, I'm 54. So that's what I'm saying. Be, we're, yeah. we're men of a certain generation. Yeah. We're, you know. Absolutely. It, it's been kind of neat. This, I was, I'm starting, I guess, my 22nd year here. Yeah. I've got to watch Coach Eason grow up. And I know that's the case with you, but not just with Coach Eason, but with Perry Tandle. With all these other coaches and these leaders that are now leaders that you watch play for uh, all these different organizations, that's got kind of gives you a, a unique perspective, doesn't it, Leo? <laughs> it seems, makes me older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. Well, uh, for the next twenty minutes or so, I just want to talk about uh, your career, and I, I love to do these interviews like in a linear fashion. So, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, and let's start. You grew up here in Kenston, right? Absolutely. I grew up in Kenston. Um, I started playing basketball at Holloway Rec Center. Yeah. Um, I was brought up by pretty much Anthony Lawton. Um, he's the one who started me in basketball, officiating. Um, after that, uh, I made the, the Rochelle. It was Rochelle. No, it was not. It was Kenston Junior High. So we didn't have middle school and I was playing. So that was the eighth and ninth grade year. And after the ninth grade, I was blessed to make the um, – varsity team at Kenson High School. As a sophomore? As a sophomore. Okay. Didn't start, but um, got some playing time. It was three of us. Um, Trey Martin, J.J. Hudak, myself, was the only three sophomores to make the varsity team. And my sophomore year, we struggled. We were like maybe 8 and 18 that year. And um, Coach Jones saw something special in our group. <clears throat> and my juniors, junior year, my senior year, we were, I think, a total, I looked at the records today, we were like 42 and 8, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's not, that's only an 84% <laughs> winning percentage. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty good. good. And we can never beat Wilson Fike. Uh, really? They were loaded. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, the Jamie Watson, the Sammy Hines, the Kevin Hines. So. What year did you graduate? 88. 88, okay. So I was in between Stackhouse and Shackerford era. So. Well, you were the player. I mean, yeah. and that, that's what... A lot of people told me, you know, when when I talk to some of the old heads around here, I mean, I think like Craig Hill, those right. type people, they'll yes. tell you, listen, Leo was a player. Yes. And I mean, I, and I could see that. I mean, I watch you run up and down the court, you know, call, <laughs> well, I'm serious, but, you know, right. calling right. games at your age. I mean, you're a year younger than I am. And right. you, you look like you could throw a jersey on and uh, get out there and play a little bit. Your favorite memories when you go back, and, and I, save the, the Paul Jones thing for a second because I want to specifically ask you a question yeah. about him, but other than playing for Coach Jones, what are some of your favorite memories at Kenston High School? Um, just the, the familyhood. Um, Trey, J, and, Trey, JJ, and I were like brothers. We did everything together, <clears throat> similar to what Massey's baseball team does. Um, we, would go, we would go to the beach every weekend. We would stay at each other's house over the weekend. It was more like our family was – one. So it was nothing that one can do without the other, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, what were what were the what were the crowds like? When, because you gotta remember I didn't get here until two thousand two, Leo, so I didn't get to see you know, although I mean I see the twelve hundred, thirteen hundred people that turn out pretty much every game now. But I've heard back in the day before you know, pre internet, pre you know, all this other stuff. It was hard to get a ticket to a Kenston High School basketball yes. game, wasn't it? Um, anytime we played the Wilson schools, it was always sold out. Yeah. Um, and especially going over to Wilson. People don't realize back then there was no air condition. Um, Harvey Reed, one of the greatest coaches behind Paul Jones, our bench sat right above the heater. Yeah. And he would have the heat blowing straight on us. <laughs> <laughs> was that on no, purpose? It's on purpose. Okay. And um, <clears throat> my junior and senior year, I will never forget, we were dressed at Kenston High School <laughs> jump in the van and ride the Wilson bike and go straight to the locker room. Yeah. Um, that gym would be probably 85, 90 degrees. <laughs> and it was just the way he played and, and coached. You had to go in there in great physical condition. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, um, obviously the Hall of Famer, Paul Jones, by the time I got <clears throat> here, obviously he had already been away from Kinston for <clears throat> several years. 
but I got to meet him a couple of times. I got to sit in his home and talk to him. And uh, you could even tell then, Leo, that uh, this was an intense man. He was a very detail-oriented man. And when you talk to Craig Hill, when you talk to uh, uh, Corey Bryant, when you talk to some of the old guys, Perry Tindall and right. you know, Webb Tindall and those guys, They'll tell you, I mean, he was, he was special. I mean, you knew you were, you were in the presence of greatness, didn't you? Yes. Um, once school was out, like the summer, I'd never got a day off. <clears throat> Monday through Friday, he would come pick me up, take me to the gym for three hours. Wow. Yeah. So, What would you work on in those three hours? It's fundamentals. Um, layup drills, jumper drills, you know, the making, um, what's it called, the making drill, you I don't remember what the drill was, but we did that for 45 minutes every day. It was tough. Um, and he made me the player that I was am now. So. Now, you never did. <clears throat> did you ever get to referee a game that, or was that after he had already left, I guess? He had already left. Okay. I think. Um, How would you have liked to have refereed uh, a, a Paul Jones coach game? I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Why is that? Because I know his coaching style. Um, yeah. It would have been really tough. I think I didn't work my first Kansas High game till like 2002, 2003. Okay. Well, that's when I was yeah. here. Yeah. I got here in 2002. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, okay, <clears throat> so you graduate from high school. Uh, what, what's next for Leo Lockhart after uh, that? Went to Lewisburg for two years, played there. Um, after finishing up there, back then we had Hoop It Up, which was huge. Yeah. Um, let's see. It was me, Robert Bryant, Donald Ingram, Leon Morgan, and we had um, – Virgil Lofton, which Virgil was Virg, but um, between me, Donald, Leon, we were we were pretty good. Yeah. Um, we oh, won. I remember running the stories <laughs> in the free press. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, we won a couple of um, regionals. Um, and matter of fact, we pretty much seen the world off of three on three. Hoop it up as far as California. We made it to the worlds um, three times. Um, what was it like playing with Donald and Robert and Coach Bryant? I can't even call him Robert Bryant. Coach Bryant, who. Uh, Ended up um, over North and North for a little bit. Dono and Coach Bryant were shooters. Um, people don't realize how far they could really pull the trigger. Literally, when you throw the ball in bounds, they were literally pulling from half court. <laughs> um, what was your game? Because you got to remember, I didn't get a chance to see you. What was Leo Lockhart's game at Kenton and even a, in the hoop it up? I was more of a slasher slash uh, mid-range. But back then, we had that mid-range. Um, I was more of a slasher. I could, I'm left-handed. So I, yeah. a lot of people would guard me to my right, which I was like, you love that, didn't you? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was I was pretty quick. That was the ability I had. That is um, awesome. Could you? You're a pretty good dunker. Or? I was mid. I still got. I can probably still get up a little bit. <laughs> can you dunk now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I got that. Reminds me of a story of uh, I know you remember uh, JT Trebula. Yes. You know, obviously, you remember him from Kenson High School. And this has been several years ago. This has probably been. 10 or 11 years ago, and he's a, isn't he about our age, or is he a little younger than us? Maybe a little bit younger. Well, I, if I remember correctly, I think he had just turned 40, so the, I'm guessing this is probably, like I said, maybe eight or nine years ago, but we're at Kenson High School, and he was talking junk about something, and he was like, you know I can still dunk, and I was like, there ain't no <laughs> way you can still dunk, and yeah. would you believe that son of a gun <laughs> at Kenson High School? Now... His fingers maybe just got fingertips <laughs> over the yes, rim. That's, that's me. <laughs> but, but but he don't. Well, yeah. well, you're also 53 years old, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to. I tell you what, we may have to do that. Put that on film. <laughs> That'd be awesome to see Leo yeah. Lockhart dunk I, in I, the kitchen. I can still get up, up the rim. You know what? I, we, we've got a mutual, a good mutual friend in Perry Tindall. I bet we could call Coach Tindall and say, "Hey, uh, we we need to shoot a video over there. Can you get us a?" <laughs> yeah, I was at camp a couple of weeks ago, and some of the guys are like, "Can you still get up?" <laughs> and then I was like, throw me the basketball. Like I didn't really, really throw it in, but I could literally, you know, hit the front of the rim and grab it. I was like, wow. <laughs> so, what do you attribute that to? Uh, just staying in shape. Um, my job, I work about, I walk about ten miles a day. So, okay, that's a key part of of physical fitness. It's yeah. a big key. Well, I'm telling you, like I said, just sitting here across from you right now looking at you, you got the body of like a 30-year-old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you really right. do. So, man, keeping in shape, that is that is awesome. Well, uh, so you play three-on-three. Three. How'd you get into refereeing and oh umpiring and all that? So after I finished playing three-on-three, three, I literally started working at the Boys and Girls Club in Kenston. Mm -hmm. um, it was the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club. I was um, an assistant athletic director for Jesse Miller, which you probably know him. Mm -hmm. Um so we started a 
a summer league basketball team, and, and they need some officials. I was like, I can do this. Um, I put the whistle in my mouth, start, I guess, officiating, if you want to call it that. And so Ernest and Copperhead <clears throat> pretty much ran our men's industrial league, which was probably the best basketball besides Holloway. Mm-hmm. And they would come in with they won't they didn't have on referee shirts they had on like little golf polos I was like I want to do that yeah and um, they said well you need to go to Tommy Maddox referee camp and that's where I got my start at in 1998 I believe down at uh, UNC Wilmington and had no clue what I was doing now <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how the officiating career started well that's just basketball though just basketball. i mean i don't know if you heard me talking in the first hour <clears throat> i know you do volleyball i've seen you're a volleyball official, official. i know that you obviously we were just we talking to coach baseball. eason uh yeah. you're a baseball official too any other sports what are the other that's, sports those are the only three i have time for <laughs> have you ever thought about it because i that's what i was wondering i've never seen you on a football field so i didn't think i'd seen you do football have you ever thought about football <laughs> no okay <laughs> to be honest no yeah. no that's not a bridge I want to cross right now. Okay. No. Well, that's all. Which one of the three? <laughs> Volleyball, basketball, baseball. And, again, and I'm not just blowing sunshine off your butt. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> you are very well respected. And I mean that when you walk into a – and I mean this. When right. you walk into onto a basketball court and I'm up in the crow's nest at Kenston, I'm like, man, I know this is going to be a well-officiated game. Absolutely. Uh, when I'm sitting at Granger Stadium or if I'm at Kenston High or Parrot Academy or whatever and I see you walk onto a baseball field, right. I know this is going to be a very well-officiated game. Right. I, what do you attribute that to? I mean, seriously, you've, you have built a reputation. You heard Coach Eason talking, and he wasn't just saying that because you're going to be calling his game tomorrow <laughs> night. But when you talk to Perry Tindall, when right. you talk to – the, the people in our area, the Paul Novicki down at South North, all these other guys, you do you have established a reputation for yourself, and we're going to get to all your awards and stuff here in a moment, which even <laughs> gives more claim to that. But right. uh, what do you attribute your reputation to? Um, I take a little bit of Anthony Lawton and Ernest Brown, which if you notice Copperhead, he's more laid back. Very, rarely ever says anything. Mm-hmm. Ernest is a little bit cocky and arrogant. So I said, if I mold that together, I could be a pretty good official. Yeah. So that's my my catch for that. How'd you get into volleyball? Ooh. (laughs) Baseball and football. I'm sorry, baseball and basketball, I can understand, but how'd you get into volleyball? All these stories revolve around Anthony Lawton. Okay. (laughs) So Anthony was booking, I want to say, Content in Savannah. He's like, I need a volleyball official. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and back then, we had to, you had to serve to, to earn the point. Mm-hmm. Now everything is rally scoring. So I went to Savannah doing a middle school game. Had no clue. Coach is yelling at me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm calling. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get in a rule book. I can do this. And volleyball took off just as fast as um, those two sports. So. That is awesome. <laughs> hey, you, I, I don't think you ever answered. Which one's your favorite of the three? If you if you right now for whatever reason if someone came to you and said Leo Lockhart you can only officiate one sport what would that sport be that would be tough um, probably basketball okay yeah um, basketball or baseball would be second because mm-hmm. um, baseball I have worked a little bit of professional which is mm-hmm. a blessing and I've seen that next level um, uh, I worked a little bit of Division One in basketball uh, the Big South and the MEAC but. Nothing compares to working in high school and college. That's awesome. Um, We've got to talk about the awards. I swear, Leo, (laughs) every time I turn around, you are winning. And and I say this as a compliment. Every time I turn around, you're winning another award. I don't know if we have enough time here in the rest of the show, but share with us some of the the awards that you've won in your career. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, I want to say this, too. We were just talking about this before we came on the air. You've officiated – what, 10, 11 state championships in different sports? Yes. Um, and no, and a Q, according to Q Tucker, no one else has ever done that in the yeah. history of North Carolina. Yeah, 11, sports, 11, 11 state championships, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. And two of those years were three-sport state championships, which would be volleyball, basketball, baseball. And um, I don't know. How, um, pr- how proud are you of that? Um, it, it took a lot of, lot of time, mm-hmm. um, a lot of commitment to 
Well, you are recognized, and I don't have to tell you this. You know yeah. this. You're recognized throughout the state as one of the best officials, and yeah. we're proud to have you here from Kenston. i got to ask you this, though, and it's one thing I've noticed over the last – I mean, I've been around sports uh, since I was in high school, So, and even when I started covering them in 1991. Right. But one of the things I've noticed is uh, I wouldn't say that officiating has gotten worse. I just – the thing that bothers me is the abuse that you officials take. Maybe not you so much, and I mean that in a positive way. You don't hear Leo Lockhart being screamed at and yelled at that much, but you see it happening with other officials too. And you've seen the number of officials going down and down and down. How? What do you? Why is that? Why are Why are we losing officials at the rate that we're losing them, Leo? It is. I'm, I want to blame it on society. Um, people don't respect the respect us as a more group. I mean anymore. And that's the tough part. Uh, for a young officials to get in it, they probably stay two or three years at the least. And um, the money's not bad now. Yeah. And they just got to get over the point of people being people. Mm-hmm. And society's not respecting um, the, the job we do. Nothing uh, drives me crazier. And it happens at Kenson High School. We've got great fans at oh, Kenson, yeah. and you know oh, yeah. that. But just, and again, and I'm saying this as a compliment to you, I, I don't hear you get yelled at a lot. I mean, I really don't. But it's, I guess, like you said, it's a societal thing. But how can we change that? As as someone like me who's a fan and fans who are listening to this, we we can't keep losing officials, can we? No, we – and it's got to come from the administrative part more than I would say the head coach. A lot of the administrators don't do – or the police officers don't do what they should do. Mm-hmm. And that's the voice we need now, um, someone to, to back us. Nothing scares me more, and I've seen it a couple of years with the holiday invitation and what mm-hmm. we've had happen up there, and then what even happened with our for what I guess our first Ingram yeah. thing here, yeah. where uh, where games are having to be interrupted because of extracurricular things that are happening in the stands right. or whatever. Is that another one of the things that you think just really administration just needs to jump in there and do a better job with policing this stuff, don't they? Yeah, I would think if you would start getting maybe rid of one or two fans of games, that would. I wouldn't say solve the problem, but kind of diffuse some of the stuff that does happen in the stands. Um, well, this has been a treat for me. Yeah, I got to tell you, having <laughs> you in here, I bet. Like I said, uh, there are very few people that I have actually begged to come. Patrick <laughs> Holmes is one. I know you don't know Patrick that well, but he used to be my boss at the Free Press. Right. I was the same way with him. Please come on my show. Please come. On. He finally came on. Uh, Tony Sears was that way, former city manager. I'd ask him several times, and then you—you <laughs> you were the big three that I've said, please. Uh-huh. Please come on my show. And finally, finally, you're here. Promise me this won't be the last time. No, it will not be the last time. (laughs) Very good. Well, listen, Leo Lockhart, legend in our area, not just a referee, but former basketball player, too. I got to tell you, hey, uh, I've got Craig Hill, uh, Nick Harvey II, and Jay Wilson coming in on Friday. We're drafting the all-time Kenston High School basketball teams. So there's going to be 32 or, uh, what, four times seven, 28 players. I bet you you're going to be one of the 28 players that, that are crazy. chosen, okay? We have so much talent from, good gracious, if you go back to early, <laughs> what, 60s? <laughs> well, no, even in the, the 40s, 40s and 50s. 50s. That's, yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, hey. Yeah. You're going to be on my team if nobody else drafts <laughs> you, okay? I promise. <laughs> Leo Lockhart, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming and taking time out of your schedule to come visit with us, okay? Thank you for having me. There you go. Let's get John and Jonathan in here, play the birthday game. We'll wrap up the Wednesday edition of the Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is hump day. Mike. You, you love when I do that, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure do. It's Wednesday, July 12th. In the year of our Lord, 20 and 23, it's time to play the birthday game. And I got to tell you, it's been a rough couple of days for me here, gentlemen. You know, this nine days of July that I have to work, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been rough, John. That's Joe, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> Dude, let's address that. We didn't address it Monday or Tuesday, right. uh, so let's go ahead and address it today. I'm sorry. Dude, in my defense, th- this is not my fault, okay? I, mean, I didn't I say – I never insinuated uh, it was you your didn't, fault. But I just want – dude, I clearly stated 
your name and anybody who knows you knows you're john dawson how in the hell did i you realize i don't Let's have tell everybody where this started all go right ahead. all right go ahead no you go ahead you tell <laughs> So our boy, look at you, look at our boy Jonathan over here smiling like a Cheshire All right, cat. tell it. They can't see him smiling. <laughs> yes, they can't. But uh, so July 4th, what, a week ago yesterday, yeah. uh, you represented the Brian Hanks show at the uh, 4th of July ceremony out at Harmony Hall, which by all accounts was, uh, was pretty good. I got to watch you do your part. Joe, and uh, <laughs> my aunt saw me on the new on the TV. Oh, that's awesome! Well, you d you did great, but but our boy you don't have to throw him under the bus. I, uh, he's my boy. He won't let me throw him under the I'll, bus. I'll bleep it. Go okay. ahead. I don't want him. I don't want him. Uh, it was an honest mistake, but we're going to make fun of it anyway. <laughs> we are. So anyway, uh, this is uh, Tuesday. I don't know. We're in Washington, D.C. We're getting ready to go to the... Uh, <laughs> look at... Jonathan can't stop laughing. Uh, we're getting ready to go to the Washington Nationals versus Cincinnati Reds, 11 a.m. Uh, July 4th game. Yes. And so I see a little message come across my phone, and I'm like, oh, man, look, it's my boy John. And he sends us a picture of the program, and it's got... Joe Dawson. Joe Private Dawson. Eye. <laughs> representing the Brian Hanks Show and WRNS, and... Uh, you were a good sport about it. I got to give you credit, man. Mm -hmm. You were a, and even to this point, you've still just been a really, really good well, sport. Well, you about know, it. you've written for the news, newspaper for r roughly a decade, and you've been on the radio three or four years. <laughs> it's it's weird to think anybody. Would you've know written your a couple name. of books. Written a couple of books. Yeah. yeah, you would think. It's weird to think anybody would know your name. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is where Jonathan comes in. I was, we've talked about this before. You know, I was on the front cover of ESPN.com. Oh, yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah, for several hours. And the only time in my life that I've been mentioned on the front page of ESPN.com. Jonathan, would you like to tell them what happened with that? Yeah, I, I'm going to bring your attention because I've redone all my favorites in my phone. <laughs> I want you to read my two favorites right now. <laughs> Byron Shanks and Joe Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, funny uh, jokes are funny. Uh, yeah. Funny jokes are funny. So long story short, I was, dude, it was after the holiday invitational, what, 2010, 2011, Jonathan? It had to it be had somewhere to be, in that It right? had to be. I think it was like 20. What was the, I, th I think it was the year John Wall was there. So that would have been 07, 08. 08. Yeah. yeah, somewhere along in there. Okay, well, anyway, uh, and then an ESPN writer was very impressed with the way, seriously, the way Jonathan and I ran the tournament mm -hmm. and wanted to give us some love. And thanks, Byron Shanks, for uh, the great job that he did with the with the holiday invitational. Yeah, that's oh, I good still stuff. Have, Charlie Casey still calls me Byron. You still call me Byron. It's in your phone as Byron. Well, no, I call you Hanks or yeah. Brian yeah. or Grandpa. Um, but in my phone, it will forever be Byron Shanks. That is so awesome. Yeah. And now, Joe Dawson. Yeah, and later that night, I, I ran into somebody, and they started singing, Hey, Joe, <laughs> where are you going with it? Gun in your hand. Anyway, it's birthday time. That is. It is birthday time. But well, don't tell. Just But you had a good time, though, there, right? It was, was fun. Wasn't it, was it as emotional, or did I build it up too much? I was a little bit worried about that, about the emotionalism and just how. No, it know. was it was fine. If it was too emotional, I wouldn't have taken part because who needs? at but uh, no I'm kidding it was uh, it was nice to see everybody it was nice to have a bunch of people gathered for something positive for a minute yeah and it was nice to see the news covering something positive for a minute well, I'm just glad hey thank you to Chadwick Stokes thank you to the Lenore County Historical Association for bringing that back because it had been gone I mean we lost it in 2020 because yeah. of the pandemic and uh, so the last one had been 19 to what 20 21 22 so been gone for three years so thank you to them and thank you to you, Joe. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. you were a valuable part of the ceremony, and uh, thank you for representing WRNS and the Brian Hanks Show. Joe Nopak. <laughs> Joe Nopak for sure. Okay, let's get into the birthday game here. Massey, you won yesterday 3-2. to two. You lead, and then we've got to remind everybody, too, I'm only working nine days. Have I mentioned that yet? I'm oh, only working for nine the love days of God. In July, so there's only a nine-game series here. 
but Jonathan, you already lead two to nothing. I mean, after being beaten back to back months, you're making, you're trying to make sure uh, Joe Dawson over here does not win three months in a row. Yeah, it turns out Joe is just as bad at this as John. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, tell us about Goeco Office Automation, Jonathan Massey. Well, Goeco Office Automation is a fine company headed up by Jacques Passelag, and Jacques Passelag, he cares about his clients, and he would never, ever get his clients' names wrong. So he, he knows religiously that that is Joe Dawson and Byron Shanks. <laughs> yes, he does. <clears throat> and he has uh, provided for a nominal fee that beautiful Canon MF420 copier that the Brian Hanks show has used uh, pretty, con- pretty consistently. Yeah, for yeah. over five, almost five years. It was yep. what, December, November of 2018. So coming up on the five-year anniversary of that beautiful machine. And it still runs and purrs as well as she did the first day I got it, dude. It concerns me that you said it purse. Uh, <coughs> and right, refer now. to it as a she. <laughs> but anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if you want to get in on some of the uh, fine office automation equipment or, you know, just have a good uh, highbrow conversation with a gentleman about town, you need to go down to the Office Innovation Center or call Jock Pass Lake. What's that number, Jonathan Massey? 252. 252-286-286. 5-3-5-4. There was a little hesitation there, uh, Jonathan. Well, we, you know, we've we been gone for Leave a little Leave it to Colombo to bring that clue out. Yeah, yeah. What about websites for GoEco? GoECONZ.com, whatisgoeco.com, or bucklesberry.com. I like it. I like it. Here you go. Why don't we jump right into this? We've got a one... We've got one musical hint. This is it. I thought we had more than one today. Uh, he's the lead singer of this band. It's the Jim Blossoms. It is the Jim Blossoms. Who's the lead singer over there? No clue. Really? Do you know Jonathan? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you like Jim Blossoms? Wait a minute. He he sings with the Smithereens. So yes, now that Pat Benizio died. Oh, one oh. man's death is another man's opportunity. Oh, because <laughs> Marshall Crenshaw sings with him sometime, and this guy does the others and i can't does his name start with an r yes it does that's as far as like robin something yes it is robin something dude i love this come on that's far that's all i got robin something it's a neighbor it's a county in eastern north carolina green no give me Wayne. the name give me the name robin wilson robin wilson there, there you, go. you go look at you dude that was good though that you went that you got that far dude. yeah this is robin wilson he's the lead singer of the jim block jim blossoms they're okay, but he's with the Smithereens part time, so that's he's cool in my book now. Okay, well, very good, uh, Jonathan Massey, Robin Wilson of the Gin Blossoms and the Smithereens. Smithereens mainly. <laughs> Smithereens mainly. How old is he today? Can well, I hold, on, hold on, of course. Found out about you. Predominant. Found out about you. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Predominantly nineties. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I maybe did a little, some early 2000s, right? Uh, they had like two hits and then uh, Allison Road and whatever this is. That's all too. This is found out about. They, they also had Hey Jealousy. That was their, okay. Actually, three their, hits. Yeah, their biggest song was Hey Jealousy. Can we play a little bit of that? Here? Nah. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to get bogged down into Jim Blossoms. The thing about Jim Blossoms, and I hate to say this, because I kind of, I mean, I'm neutral. I'm not pro, but to me, all their songs sound alike. That's why I'm saying him being with the Smithereens is a bigger deal Good. to me. Robin Wilson over there, Jonathan Massey. 55. You say 55. What do you say, John Dawson? I wish 54. You say 54. He was born July the 12th in the year of our Lord, 1965. He's 58 today. So congratulations, uh, Jonathan Massey. You get the first one. Hold on, hold on, chorus. I kind of like this song. I just, hey, jealousy. Yeah, yeah. There is a very, like, 90 sound. It is. For a lot of bands. And it's not just them. It's, I can hear a lot of um, blues traveler in this. This makes me think about, uh, what was her name that was, uh, the little uh, little black haired girl that well she's my age now so she why am I having a brain? Alanis Morissette? No, 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 no. Fiona no. Apple? No, no, not a singer. She was an actress. She's in Stranger Things now. As boy, Lana. that got weird quickly. <laughs> yeah, it did. Ah, uh, 
There are people right there going. Winona Ryder? Winona Ryder. This song reminds me of Winona Ryder for some reason. I have no idea what you're talking about. I would hate to be stuck in your brain for longer than maybe 30 seconds. You'd have plenty of room. But anyway. (laughs) Wait a minute. There you go, you rat bastard. Oh, yeah. Or if you wanted to play what it sounds like up there, hit the crickets. Oh, oh, man. These are my best friends, too. Dude. Did we mention you're only working nine days this <laughs> yes, month? Yes, I am only working nine days. This is day three of nine days this month. That's the only musical hint. Dude. And hey, you, uh, John and I were talking about this before you even came in this morning, about you two and the spear. Dude, I don't know about you, Jonathan Massey. I'm being very – this is not a riff. This is not a whatever I am. I am getting giddy. I am not even joking, dude. I am consuming every piece of content about the Spear, which, by the way, a $2.3 billion facility, John Dawson. Seems excessive, bro. Just like plug in your amps and play, boys. I'd like to get the pink slip to that place. Yeah, no joke. And I'd sell it immediately. Well, are you getting excited? I am, but I knew you were going to cover the U2 stuff, so I've been looking at, like, places to – and that was grub. the birthday game on the Brian <laughs> Hank show. But no, I, you, you you might actually like this too, but there's a place to grub there. It's a breakfast joint, but it's like an Asian fusion breakfast place. They have what do you call egg drop sandwiches, which is like this big piece of Texas toast, kind of French toastified, sliced in the middle. It's got bacon, sausage, soft scrambled eggs, cheese, tater tots. Do they have a defibrillator there? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't care. If I die, I die. <laughs> if but I die, I die. His famous plan, last words, if I die, my, I die. My plan is to get up one morning. If you want to chill in a hotel, go for it. I'm going to go to that place. I'm going to find it. I'm going to get two breakfast sandwiches, one for you, one for maybe three, two <clears> for <throat> me, one for you. Come back to the hotel and be like, Brian, here you go, and, wa- and watch you slowly die. I can't. Hey, wait a minute. 47. <laughs> 47. He was That's making- my guess. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But I wanted to tell you that because I've been seeing it. And I just Dude, I got to tell you, I can't wait. And, John, you're just going to have to put up with it. You had the opportunity. I all feel like I've been paid, for some reason. All expenses paid with me and your son, John, uh, Jonathan, and we were going to go and watch you. Do I fly, Brian? I, no. Okay. No. <clears throat> End of argument. Neither did B.A. Baracus, but they somehow got him on a plane. That's what we should have done. We should have drugged him up. And That's what I was thinking. Hmm. You think the long-suffering yeah. wife will help us do it? We're going on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes Dude, up in Vegas. you just made the noise of a, of a syringe. Do that again. <laughs> that was a pretty good syringe sound, don't you think? It was fabulous. There you go. It's one to nothing. Oh, we're Hey, we are on oh, what? Today is uh, July 12th. We are three months from tomorrow. It'll be three months out, dude. How much are we going to wear people out talking about this between now and then? Gonna. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, good point. Good mm. point. Okay, uh, here we go. You lead one to nothing. Jonathan Massey, next birthday, John Dawson. Uh, your personal hero, this where you learned uh, how, uh, uh, oh gosh, not well, you learned some of your fashion from him, but you learned how to exercise from this man. Uh-oh. Richard Simmons is your hero. <laughs> Richard Simmons, indeed. Today is his birthday, John Dawson. How old today is Richard Simmons? I'll never forget the night he grabbed David Letterman by the neck, and they tell all the guests, don't grab him by the neck because he has a back problem. Yeah. And, of course, he grabs Letterman by the neck, and Letterman takes a fire extinguisher and starts cursing at it. It's the funniest, <laughs> and they left it in the show. <laughs> but, I mean, it was real. It was a real reaction, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Bleep Theater. Um, I'll say he is 72. You say 72? What do you say? You know who Richard Simmons yeah. is, right? Okay. Uh, 73. He was born July the 12th, 1948. He's 75 today, Jonathan Massey. So you lead two to nothing. Oh, this is one I've been waiting for for months. And I wait for July 12th every year for this birthday. Because we've got two dead people here at the end of it. And we'll get to that in a second. But guess whose birthday it is today? It's the Puddin' Pop himself. It's uh, <laughs> the Mr. Jello. It's Mr. Uh, Would you boys go out to Vegas? I can recommend a pharmacy for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill Cosby's birthday today. And I live for this to be able to just hear you do Bill Cosby, John Dawson. Well, you know, when you go out to that spear, you're going to have an experience, but I can give you one right here, a little, put a little powder in your soda. Uh, what about my pudding pop? You leave that to me, son. <laughs> Dude, hey, Jonathan, would you not? I know. But would you not agree? His Bill Cosby is, that that's the best thing. You do a lot of great impressions, dude. 
Bill Cosby is your best, man. Well, it, it really hurts the old throat. I'd say it's it, it is the best, but it's it's one A because his um who was the politician you did not long ago? Oh, oh. The, one, the show that got uh, yeah. wiped, Ross Perot. Yeah. yeah, his Ross Perot is really good. Yeah, his uh, uh, Bob Dylan's pretty good too, though. And it's Dave Matthews. Dave, Ma- oh my God, yeah, Dave Matthews. Give us a little Dave Matthews. I think I should hold these impressions for the next contract <laughs> negotiations. There you go. But they are, dude. You do, you do great impressions. Man. I appreciate it very much. Give, give me a little Dave Matthews. Why don't you go through the spear and leave me alone? <laughs> you eat too much. <laughs> Dude, I just pooted. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. He made me laugh so hard, man. I was trying to. Now, Brian, people don't want you breaking wind on the air. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. You're okay. melting speakers all over the county. There you I am melting them in here, that's for sure. How does it feel? <laughs> God. You got, any, you got any gold bloom? I, mean, I don't think my, my twang, I can't ever come my twang enough for a good gold bloom. Yeah. Well, your Bill Cosby's awesome. But today is Bill Cosby's birthday over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is Bill Cosby? Can you do a Cosby? We've established. Yeah. No, I can not. And okay. how am I supposed to follow that? I know, I know. It's, it's really unfair. Um, 84. You say 84. Okay, Bill, how old are you today? According to the last deposition, I was 85. Well, you're not far off there. Uh, you were born July the 12th in the year of the Lord, 1937. So you're 86 today over there. That's Bill. what I said, Brian. I said 86. <laughs> there you go. It's two to one. It goes back to you, uh, Joe Dawson. Uh, we got two dead people here to end, uh, to end the uh, show. And I know how you feel, Jonathan Massey, about this next person. I, sincerely, I know you're a big fan, as was I. He passed away in 2017. He was a younger brother of Eddie, but was pretty damn funny in his own right. It's Charlie Murphy, who uh, died in 2017. He was funny. His print stories are some of the funniest things I've ever I recently, uh, a week or so back, went back. I was doing work in my office at home, and I just put on a Chappelle show because I hadn't seen it in about a year. Watched this, the whole series again, and went, you know, I've I've seen the Rick James thing nine thousand times, and it's funny. But if you wait about a year and don't watch it, and then go watch it again, it's funny again. <laughs> Unity, <laughs> Unity. <laughs> I I know how you feel about Charlie Murphy. Of Martin. course, yeah. and I, the Prince thing's great. The Rick James thing is great. But his character and the player haters ball. <laughs> oh, the guy that shakes his head like this the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But nasty. Go home and change the water in your mama's dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was Chappelle's line. He's like, now if you will excuse me, I've got to go home and change the water in but nasty's mama's water dish. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Murphy, man. I mean, he was funny. And allegedly, the stories he told about Prince were true. I oh, mean, yeah. They yeah. were. And now the only two actual people that can verify him are gone. Mm-hmm. The one where it shows uh, Rick or uh, Charlie Murphy uh, kicking uh, James. Rick James. Rick James. And you can tell that it's like a rope or something pulling him, but it's awesome, man. When he's like, uh, no, I didn't drown my feet in Eddie Murphy's couch. You think mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person that just drowns my feet in his couch? And then he <laughs> said, like, and then 10 seconds later, yeah, I ground my feet in his couch. You can buy another one. You <laughs> can buy another but, one. It was like, I, I, and he, you know, of course, cocaine's a heck of a drug, yep. paraphrasing. Yep. And you could tell by the way he's pronouncing some of those words that, yes, in fact, it is. It is. Charlie Murphy, how old would he be today, John Dawson, if he were still alive today? Again, like I said, he passed away in 2017. Oh, is it, isn't it mine? One, uh, two, nope. three? No, this is four, though. Is it four? Is it yeah. the fifth one? No, this is the fourth one. Uh, oh, yeah, we right. got that's Robin right. Wilson, Richard Simmons. You got uh, Bill Cosby, and now we're on the fourth one. All because trust me on this next one. You've never had to pull your calculators out like you're going to have to pull your calculators out on this next one. I promise. No, it's probably the oldest person we've ever done. Sixty-four. You, dude, right on the button. Charlie Murphy was born July the twelfth, nineteen fifty-nine. When he was in Canada, he was in a band with Neil Young. Charlie Murphy. Charlie, they were in a band called the Minor Birds. Did you know that? I did not. Dude, that's awesome. I did not know that either. Well, uh, hey, it's now tied up two to two. Dude, trust me, you've got to get your calculators out. Okay? I'll do it for both. Haven't of us. I already lost? Uh, no, no, it's, it's two to two. Oh, it is. Okay. Dude, I got you, I got just, you John. I'll, I'll you just, put in effort. You just rallied back from two down to make it two to two. Okay. Okay. This person has been dead since 44 BC. A two brute. 
It's Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Today is Julius Caesar's birthday. Like I said, he died in 44 BC. So, what, this is 2023? So, that would have been 2,067 years ago, John Dawson. Julius Caesar passed away. Man made a heck of a salad. Yes, he, wait. Um, Fun fact, did you know the Caesar salad originated in Mexico? No. I did not know that. Hawaiian pizza originated in Tick Canada. Bite. In Tick Bite? Canada. Oh. What? I don't know. Okay. Well, Julius Caesar over there, Jonathan Massey, for the win. You guys are tied two to two. How old would he be if he were alive today? 2,110 years old. You say 2-1-1-0. John Dawson says 2-1-1-4. Gentlemen. Can I get a drum roll? Yeah, you got the button. I don't have a drum roll on the... I'll add one in. Okay. He was born, Julius Caesar, in one, on this date, July 12th, 100 B.C. So he would be 2,123 years old. Joe Dawson, you rallied all the way back from two down to win today. Congratulations, young man. Smells like victory, Brian. It smells like something. <laughs> hey. Uh, That's your fault. <laughs> there you go. Hey. Some uh, local birthdays and one of our most faithful listeners. Love her to death. Pam Sheffield. Today is Pam Sheffield's birthday. Uh, happy birthday to Pam. Uh, I think I think Linda and I are seeing her later on tonight. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, to celebrate her birthday today. Now, Linda said I can say this, so I hope I don't get in trouble with you, Pam. She is 60 years old today. She's celebrating her 60th birthday. Sweetheart. Love her to death. But she listens to this show every single morning. I'll be so, honest uh, with you, Brian. That sounds like a setup. I think Linda has it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm going to be in trouble tonight then. Yeah, but we'll but Pam is awesome. She is awesome. I, I would love, this would be neat for her. Can you give her a birthday greeting, Joe Dawson? Uh, Pam, uh, happy birthday. I, I'm sorry you're having to spend it with Brian. <laughs> hey! Uh, if, you need a, if you need an escape route, uh, just, you know, look me up on Facebook and I can we can get some authorities there to get you out of that situation. And Amnesty International is just a phone call away. There you go. Jonathan Massey, what would you like to say to Miss Pam? Well, Pam, since you like me so much, maybe not these other guys, uh, it, it's clear you have uh, immaculate taste, and uh, I want to wish you the happiest of birthdays. Wow. Dude, he even used his sexy voice there. Did you notice that? Well, if you didn't tell me that, I would have used this one. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Happy birthday, Pam. Can't wait to see you tonight. Happy birthday to Gabrielle Woolley. Uh, she is the daughter of Howard Woolley over at uh, North Lenore High School. Just sweetheart. And then a uh, former sportscaster in our area, Billy Weaver. Today is Billy Weaver's birthday. So happy birthday to you too, Billy. So if your birthday is today, like Billy and Gabrielle and Pam Sheffield and Bill Cosby. I plead the fifth. There you go. Then have a great birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Jacques Passelet and Goeco Office Automation for sponsoring the birthday game. And thank you to all our great sponsors. We really do appreciate them. Uh, LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, you heard Goeco there. Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Rendell Parrot Academy. Uh, the Kenston Police Department and the Down Eastwood Ducks. Hey, also want to thank uh, Michael Martin in our first hour. The legendary Leo Lockhart here in our second hour. And Ty Easton, good luck to him and Kenston Post 43 tonight. Tomorrow, we'll have my buddy Shane Albee on in the first hour. We'll have Jennifer Schrader on making her debut in the second hour. Have a great hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. <laughs>